Welcome to this episode of the Connecting Faith to Life podcast. I'm Trey Rhodes, the Connections Pastor at Northwood Baptist Church here in North Charleston, South Carolina. In just a few moments, our lead pastor, Dr. Tommy Matter, will be joining the conversation as well. In our crazy and chaotic world, our hope is that these last few minutes will help you stop and reflect on your relationship with Jesus as you learn to connect Christ-centered faith to your everyday life. Well, we are in week nine of our podcast, and all of you are just doing such a wonderful job of uh, tuning in every week and being a part, and we appreciate it. Um, This week, we're going to be talking about how you can have difficult conversations with people, and probably of all the things that we've talked about, this is one of those that every one of us have to deal with. Wouldn't you say, Pastor Tommy? Yeah, absolutely so, and and this is going to be a very helpful conversation for us. So, Trey, I remember it was, I don't know, 12 years ago. 12 years ago, Stacy and I, my wife, we had been dating for about six months or so. And I knew, I knew that, that she was the one that I was going to marry. And I wanted to tell her, I wanted to tell her what I felt about her. I wanted to tell her how important she was to me. I wanted to tell her that I loved her. Do you remember the first time you told your wife, Kelly, that you loved her? Uh, I don't actually specifically remember. You don't. But I do remember. But you've told uh, yeah. her, right? Oh, multiple times. Okay, I'm yes. glad you've told her. Well, <laughs> I remember the first time I ever told my wife I loved her. And, and uh, I, I, I had a home in, in Ponchito, Louisiana. She came to the house, and we had dinner, and we sat down together. And, and man, if, if, if you're out there listening as, as, a, as a man, and you remember the first time you told your wife that you loved her, it's a big deal. I was nervous. I was sweating, you know, all those different things. And we were sitting on the couch. I looked deep into her eyes and I said, Stacy, I love you. <laughs> and then she looked deep into my eyes and she said, thank you. <laughs> that was not the response I wanted. What I wanted oh, to hear, what I wanted to hear was, I love you too, right? That's what every man wants to hear when he tells the woman that he loves, I love you. But that's not what she said. She said, I thank you. Now she eventually told me, I don't know, years later that she loved me. Actually, it was just a few more weeks later she told me that. But, but that was not what I expected to hear in those moments. But here's what I do remember about that conversation. Even though she told me thank you, I knew that she loved me. And, and, and even though I was nervous about that particular conversation, what I knew going into that conversation, I knew there was going to be a positive outcome, mm, right? I knew, yeah. I knew that she wasn't going to tell me, well, I hate you. I knew that wasn't going to be the case, right? Now, thank you was what I got. That's not exactly what I wanted, but I knew it wasn't going to be a negative outcome. I knew it was going to be positive, right? And But even though I knew it was going to be a positive outcome, it was still difficult to have that conversation. Now, over the years, I've had many more conversations that I didn't know what the outcome would be. Mm-hmm. I didn't know it was going to be positive or negative. And I think that it, that makes it even more difficult. Makes it extremely difficult yeah. when you are having a conversation with someone and you don't know how they're going to respond. That maybe someone has has said something to you and has offended you and you want to address that or maybe someone's done something to you and you want to address that. You don't know what that response is going to be and so it becomes very difficult to have that conversation. And Trey, you've been in ministry long enough uh, to, to probably have had a few difficult conversations, haven't you? They happen a lot and you know, you you, you always hope that you don't have to deal with it but the bottom line reality is that you do right and so i feel like today's topic is so important because we are going to deal with these things it yeah. might not be in a church situation it might be in a family situation or even a relationship situation but you're going to have difficult we conversations. we all have difficult conversations and i think for those of us who are followers of jesus 
it's all the more important that we learn to have these conversations well, because we really do, don't we? In the way we have these conversations, we say something about the God that we serve and the God that we love. So mm-hmm. it's an important conversation. So on Sunday mornings, Trey, we've been working our way through the book of Acts. And and what we have seen and what we'll continue to see in Acts is that there are some difficult conversations that people have, even in the book of Acts. And when we looked at just a couple of weeks ago was in Acts chapter six, when, when uh, the apostles were having a conflict, a conflict mm-hmm. because there were some within that, that body of believers, some widows who weren't being given food to eat or whatever the case may have been. And so there was a, a controversy, a conflict that came up and the apostles had to step in and figure out a way to deal with it. And so we, we aren't given in scripture the exact nature of the conversation uh, that they had, but there was a conversation that must have been had that they had to work through to come to a solution, right? And I'm sure, you know, because it was these widows that they did care for, I'm sure it was a very difficult conversation. Had to be. And, uh, you know, just the opportunity to then unify the church over that right. was, was huge. So from the very beginning of the church, difficult conversations were being had. Mm-hmm. And here we are 2,000 years later in our individual lives, in our, our faith family, wherever we find ourselves difficult conversations are being Mm -hmm. had. And so how do we have them well? Yeah, I think that's what we need to look at today. So I think we want to talk about five ways we can have difficult conversations. Five ways. And I think it's unrealistic to think that we're not going to have these. That's exactly right. I hope everybody's got their pen and pencils out, writing this down, because this is uh, one of those those life-changing messages I think you're going to hear today. So the first one, we want to talk about having these difficult conversations prayerfully. Yeah, yeah, that, that's just really good, just sound, practical advice, that, that when we have that time that we're in a conflict some, with, with someone, uh, we oftentimes just forget to take it to the Lord and ask mm-hmm. His wisdom into how we are to have that conversation. Oftentimes, when somebody offends us or does something that hurt us, we immediately jump in and begin to lash into them. And, and oftentimes, it's just wise to step back, to, to, to stop, to think, and to pray. And there's a passage of scripture that I love that, that, that I really come back to often in my walk with the Lord and in my relationship with other people. Proverbs 19, 11 says this, good sense makes one slow to anger and it is his glory to overlook an offense. Mm-hmm. That's significant, right? Because what that means is every time someone offends me, that does not mean that I necessarily have to address it. I was going to say, you know, Every time that people have offended me, and they have a lot, I don't, the prayer, if we will stop and just pray, even if it's just a few seconds, it gives us our mind time to think and start yeah. to relate on uh, from godly, a godly outlook. Yeah. And, uh, you know, you use the word all the time, and I like, that we have to demonstrate grace. Mm. And I think that's what we do. We, we don't always have to always say something about everything that everybody does we don't like. Exactly. So it's a glory to overlook an offense. Uh, so, for example, if, you, if you're that wife who, who, whose husband always leaves his dirty underwear on the floor, right, never picks it up. You might need to address that from time to time, but you know, you might not to just pick it up for him and move on with life, right? Sometimes it's just wise to overlook some offenses and just keep on going, right? And and and, and save yourself from further conflict. And so it's, it's asking God for the wisdom to know what offenses do I need to address and what offenses do I need to let go of? Now, if dirty underwear is that big of a deal to you, I mean, I guess have the conversation, but you may not need to. You know, you understand what I'm saying, right, Trey? Oh, I do. Uh, my wife's thing is the dirty socks, but... Uh... We won't go there, but anyway, yeah. yeah. We probably need to move on, right? Yeah, let's let's move on. Move on. Um, sometimes, though, I think uh, I found that 
I'm a contributor to the issue, so yeah. I need to make sure that I'm not the one. Yeah, and I think one. that's what takes place when you begin to step back from that offense and actually begin to pray about it. You might find out that you just don't need to address it at all. You might find out that you're the problem, <laughs> that you're the one who needs to, to ask forgiveness, maybe of your attitude or the, the way that you responded or whatever the case may be. Matthew 5, 23 through 24, Jesus says this, and you might be familiar with this passage. So if you are offering your gift at the altar, and there remember that your brother has something against you. Leave your gift there before the altar and go. First be reconciled to your brother and then come and offer your gifts. So Jesus took this pretty seriously, right? Mm -hmm. He's saying, listen, if, if you've offended somebody and you know you have, before you even place an offering of worship before God, Go back to that person and make it right. Make it right and then come back and offer your offering of worship. So so Jesus says, man, this is a big deal. You also talked about horizontal relationships, and I think you know dealing with these horizontal relationships is so important if we're going to have that vertical relationship yeah. with God. When we talk about horizontal relationships, we're talking about our relationships with other people. Mm-hmm. And obviously, the way you relate to other people is going to affect the mm-hmm. way you relate to God, and the way that you relate to God is going to affect the way that you relate to other people. And so we're always working to have all of our relationships right our relationship with god and our relationship with others so as you pray before that difficult conversation god is going to give you wisdom as to whether you need to have the conversation or not at all and and whether you need to own up uh, to, to your contribution to the conflict how important is clarity to this part of what we do in other words do we need are there times we need to be clear about things we said maybe we weren't clear enough or Something like that. Yeah, I, obviously just in communication in general, clarity is so important. And going back to that person and saying, this is what happened. Do you understand? Am I making myself clear? Let me restate. Anything you can do to make yourself clear is helpful. And I think we'll get to that uh, in, in a few moments as we work through some of these different ways to um, have difficult conversations. Okay, so we need to have the difficult conversations prayerfully, but uh, we also should have them quickly, don't you think? That's I mean, an important thing. Absolutely. Not only have them prayerfully, but have them quickly. Because what happens? What happens when you don't have conversations quickly, when you kind of let it fester, that conflict fester? Yeah, I was going to say it festers. And you get upset. The more it happens, bitterness starts to creep in, other things that should never be there. Yeah, so we just know it from experience, right? When we don't deal with our issues, when we don't deal with the conflict at hand, what grows up in us is that root of bitterness. And before you know it, a few weeks pass by, a few months pass by, and, and that, that, that little seed of anger that started out in the beginning of that conflict grows into a full blossoming tree of anger and resentment and bitterness and whatever whatever else it, it, it might uh, grow into. And, and so that's why so important that when somebody has offended us or we have offended somebody else and we know we need to deal with it and the spirit is leading us to deal with it we do it and we do it quickly so that for our own souls right uh, that bitterness doesn't grow uh, that 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 um, anger doesn't grow and, and you know it like I do Trey that that the more time that we allow it to transpire uh, after someone has offended us or after we've offended somebody the more time it also allows us to talk to others about what took place and mm. gossip starts to take place and then before you know it we've destroyed that person's reputation by how we've gossiped about what they've done to us and in the process i think we make we begin to make mountains out of molehills something exactly that could right. have been taken out taken care of on a small level yeah. is now increased just because of our, our talking way yeah. too much. Yeah. Yeah. So it really is just so important that we have the conversations prayerfully and we deal with our stuff 
quickly. That's just good life advice, right? Uh, the more quickly you deal with y- your conflict, the more it's going to benefit the relationship that has been harmed by that conflict, and the more it's going to benefit your own soul. Mm-hmm. So we're, we're prayerful. We do it quickly. Uh, I think also there's an importance in not just calling out people. In yeah. other words, I think there there is real wisdom in doing something privately yeah. when, you, when you're dealing with these difficult conversations. Yeah. Exactly, exactly. So, and, and Jesus talks about this, right? Over in in Matthew chapter 18, uh, verse 16, Jesus says, "Man, when when uh, you have something against somebody, when someone's offended to you, when someone has offended you, go to them in private, have a conversation with them in private." One on one. Now, now we know that there are some instances where it's not wise to have a conversation privately. For example, if it's an issue of abuse, right, or something of that nature, mm-hmm. then you need to call the authorities oh, yeah. in. I mean, things like that. That's just kind of common sense. But but most of the conflicts that we have, uh, we just need to deal with them privately. Go to that person one on one without somebody else, but you and that person, just kind of working through it and talking through it together. And 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 not only privately, but just kind of keeping it confidential, right? Mm-hmm. Everybody doesn't know to need need to know your business. Right. I mean, everybody doesn't need to know what's going on in all of your relationships, protecting the reputation of that person you have the issue with by keeping the conversation private and keeping it confidential, not airing all your dirty laundry to everybody else. That's just not wise, because, again, that leads to further gossip and that leads to further harm in that relationship. And it further harms that reputation of that person in the eyes of others. When we have them privately, though, uh, should we, you know, is it okay today, you know, with all the electronics to send them an email or a text or something like that, just to kind of just get it off your chest? What would you think about that? I would say absolutely not. Right? Uh, yeah, I would agree. I just, so I know for me uh, in ministry, there have been a, a couple of times that, that I had conflict with someone else. And the way the other person responded to that conflict was to send me a very long and hateful email. Mm. And man, I can just tell you from personal experience how much that stung mm. because they were lashing out at me and and just airing their grievances against me. And I didn't have the opportunity to look at them in the face and to talk through it with them. They just wanted to get it off their chest. And it was, it was hurtful. It might've felt good for them to write it all out and send it to me, right? It got it off their chest. Uh, but it was like a dagger to my heart, right? And so before you send that text message or before you send that email, just thinking about how it might affect that person and might cause further damage in that relationship. And so for me, it's just so important that when we have these conversations, we have them privately and we have them face to face. There's just something about sitting across a table from someone, sitting on the couch next to someone, if it's your spouse or whatever the case may be, and just looking them at the in the eye and saying, okay, we need to deal with this particular issue and being able to read body language, being able mm-hmm. to respond to body language, being able to look in someone at someone in the eyes with grace and love and compassion, that's just a big deal. And, and so for me, kind of the way I'm trying to operate, and I'm, I'm not perfect at this, but the way I'm learning to operate is I think text messaging, uh, email, social media, private messages through Facebook, I mean, those are, those are great tools, and mm-hmm. we use them a lot, and I, I think that they, they are really helpful. But what I'm trying to be better at is using um, text messaging and emails for information only and Mm -hmm. not for conversation. What I mean by that is that, hey, Trey, I need to talk to you about something. Can you meet me at 3.30 at the coffee shop? That's information, right? I'm texting you that information. And and so that's just, 
here's what we need to do. Let's meet together and do this. That's information. But I'm not going to text you, hey, Trey, you really hacked me off three weeks ago, and here's why you hacked me off. I'm not going to do all that in a text message or email. That's something for us to sit down and talk about face-to-face. So text message for information, but face-to-face for conversation. And also, when you're dealing with difficult conversations, you're trying to deal with it and get rid of it. In other words, you're trying to put it on the back burner or whatever you need to do, put it behind you. And when you put it in writing, yeah. Uh, I've heard, I guess it's true. When you put it in writing on the internet is forever. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, somebody can, you know, say, well, it was just a text message. People can click that picture and then, the, you know, things can be said, held against you that, uh, yeah. you didn't intend and other things. So for your own sake, you know, yeah. not just for the sake of the conversation, but for your own sake, be careful about putting things in writing. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And, and just, man, it's just so much better to, to have that relational conversation And again, remembering that the goal of the conversation isn't just to get things off your chest, right? And I I think sometimes we see that as the end goal. If I can just write this out, it's getting it off my chest. Well, there's more to a conversation than just getting it off your chest. There's forgiveness Mm -hmm. and redemption and restoring the relationship. And we'll get to that in a moment. But, but, But the goal isn't just to get things off your chest, right? Oh, no, that's for sure. Certainly you do need to get them off your chest, get the monkey off your back type thing. But it goes beyond that. Um, what about a neutral place? How important is that? I think that can be very helpful in a conversation, right? To, to kind of have it in a, a neutral place. If, if I've offended you, Hey Trey, let's, let's meet at a coffee shop now. And, and here's why I say that because we have a tendency in difficult conversations to let our emotions run wild, mm-hmm. right? You offended me. And so I might have a, a temptation to raise my voice at you, to point my finger at you, whatever the case may be. But if we meet in a neutral place, just by being in a neutral place to have that conversation, sometimes that neutralizes the conflict. Mm-hmm. It takes away some of that temptation to raise my voice at you or to point my finger in your face or to whatever the case may be. Sometimes just a neutral place is helpful to kind of minimize some of that emotional outburst that I might be tempted to have. And I guess a public place. Could yeah, be a, uh, a could good be. possibility depending on be. the level of conflict, I would say. And I, th- I would say that that just, again, that's something you need to consider prayerfully mm-hmm. and use a lot of wisdom yeah. as to where the conversation actually needs to take place. And I think if we deal with this next point, which is how to have difficult conversations gracefully, uh, I think just having that idea before we even go to the conversation yeah. is going to help minimize bring down the, uh, any kind of conflict or other things going on. Yeah. Just again, we can't, um, underestimate the power of grace and what happens when we give grace, even in a difficult conversation. So in a difficult conversation, you have to remember the goal isn't just to get the monkey off your back. The goal isn't just to, to get things off your chest. The goal isn't just to state your case and make sure that you're understood. I mean, those things might be part of the conversation, but that's not the goal. The goal is ultimately uh, to see reconciliation mm-hmm. and forgiveness and redemption and all those kinds of things. And if that's going to happen, then that conversation needs to have a whole lot of grace. And so for me, a conversation that contains grace means that I'm going to approach the conversation with the desire to understand where you're coming from, right? Yeah, and I think the impact is greater too. Yeah. When you come with grace, they know that you're coming for the benefit of the relationship, the benefit of what needs to happen, whatever it is. You're not coming to talk down at them, yell at them. That's exactly right. That's exactly right. So yes, I want to be assertive in that conversation. I want to state where I was offended. I I want to, to, to bring clarity to the issue, but at the same time, 
I don't want to do all the talking in that conversation. I want to listen to you, right? What's your perspective on the situation? Where do you think we went awry? Uh, I want to seek to understand Mm -hmm. more than I want to seek to be understood. I think that's graciousness, right? Let me hear where you're coming from and let's work through this together. And so just having a lot of grace in that conversation and, and, and in that conversation, remembering that the person you're talking to is made in the image of God and loved by God and should be loved by you as well. And so even in that difficult conversation, even if you're the one that hurt me, I want to minister to you in that conversation because you think of the the example of Christ, right? Mm -hmm. Here is the one that we have offended by our sin, but, but regardless of that, he came and ministered to us. And so how in that conversation, as hurt as you might be, how can you administer to that person even if that person has hurt you? And that's difficult. That's challenging. But, man, just think about the redemption that can take place when you have a conversation uh, gracefully. And, again, I think it goes back in part to kind of keeping emotions at bay, right? That when we have that conversation, we want to be understood and we want to speak assertively. Uh, but, man, some of us are just so emotional at the drop of the hat. And that's just mm-hmm. the way God's wired us and there's nothing wrong with that. Uh, but 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 wanting to keep that at bay the best we can so that emotions don't manipulate the conversation. So we can have an open and honest conversation where we are understanding that other person and where we can work towards forgiveness and reconciliation. Let me say on the side of receiving, when someone comes to me, and I was a pastor for many years, and they say, this is what's going on, and they begin to weep or they begin to yell those kind of things it shuts me down oh yeah absolutely so i automatically i just i'm almost don't listen yeah yeah so what i'm trying to get at there are people like me that when you bring emotions into it shuts them down yeah and they're just the conversation is over you can just walk out the door you know because i'm not listening anymore Right or wrong, that's what happens to me. And I know that there are other people like that. So just, again, be careful with that's the emotions. That's exactly right. I mean, just, again, that's where why this just takes so much prayer and thoughtfulness and thinking through these conversations so you can have a good constructive conversation mm-hmm. uh, that, is, that is based on grace. And I think that's what the next, the next point is about. Not only do we need to have the conversations gracefully, we also need to have them redemptively. Yeah, that's the ultimate goal, right? We want to see redemption in that relationship. That that person that you offended, you you don't want to be their enemy for the rest of their lives, right? You mm-hmm. want to see that uh, put back together as best as it can be. And so, so the goal of every conversation is how can we forgive each other? How can we seek forgiveness? How can I give forgiveness? How can we redeem this relationship? And so, so again. Um, the goal of the conversation isn't just to air your frustrations. It isn't just to, to get things off your chest or get the monkey off your back. The goal of the conversation is always forgiveness and redemption. So we're, I mean, there is a time when we have to say, yes, I forgive you. That's exactly right. And we have to be willing to also receive that forgiveness if it's on the other side, I think. Um, yeah. And for me, you know, it's kind of a big deal that once we've had that conversation, once I've forgiven you and once you've forgiven me for whatever the the conflict was or whatever my part in that conflict was we move on yeah i was gonna say it's move done. on right move on right yeah. you, you think about scriptures and 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 just all the the the, the places in the bible we're reminded about how god forgives us and even how uh, god remembers our sins no more now obviously god is god trey how much does god forget he for, he forgets uh all of our sin in the sense that uh, he, 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 <laughs> he acts it as no if he has forgotten yes, it towards exactly. us. What I mean by that is, is God is not capable of forgetting anything. 
He is omniscient. You're right, right. Yeah, he he knows everything. He doesn't forget things, right? And and and, and honestly, for us, you know, when, when we've been offended, we're not going to forget that, Mm-mm. right? I mean, sometimes it hurts, and 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 it's just hard to forget. The point is, though, even though we might not forget it, we treat that person as if it's forgotten, right? And I, yeah, and I think time is a healer in that. That's right. We have to allow some time. Sometimes we have to allow space. Yeah. By the way, yeah, and exactly. uh, that's okay. Yeah. You know, I think. Uh, we, everybody doesn't have to be our best friends all yeah. the time. Right. And that doesn't mean that we're any less spiritual, mm. in my opinion. Yeah. That we don't, uh, you know, if we have to invest in that relationship again, yeah. we might just have to back off a little bit and yeah. come back later. And you start over and work the process and, 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 and trust God to restore that relationship the best that it can be restored. And just, you know, the point is, once you've had the conversation, move on. Don't keep bringing it back up. Don't keep stewing over it. You've had the conversation. You've dealt with it. You've sought forgiveness. You've, you've received forgiveness. Move on. Okay. Well, what, what if, okay, the conversation has to be had again because something else has happened? Yeah. Is, do you have to go back to it or do you say, well, I dealt with it. It's over. Yeah, I mean, I think if, if the problem is repeated and the same conflict arises again, you walk back through the process, right? I mean, you think about Jesus. How many times do you forgive, right? 70 times 7. Mm-hmm. You just continue to work the process. Is it laborious? Is it difficult? Is it challenging? Absolutely. But this is the example that Jesus set for us. We want to continue to offer grace. We want to continue to work through the conflict the best we can, trusting God to redeem as only God can redeem, and then you know, leave it in his hands. So let's remind ourselves, we want to have the difficult conversations prayerfully. We want to have them quickly. We want to have them privately. We want to use grace, be graceful in what we do. And we want to have redemptive conversations when we're done. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, Pastor Tommy, this has been a fascinating discussion of of difficult conversations. Of course, we've not said everything that can be said, but I think if we'll start here, it is a great place to begin the process of having those conversations that are at times very difficult. Why don't you close us out today? Yeah, thank you so much for listening. We do hope that this has been helpful for you, especially as you have these difficult conversations because you're going to have them a lot in this life, and we want you to have them well. Hey, listen, if you like what you're hearing, if this episode has been helpful for you, let somebody know about it. Share it uh, with a friend. Uh, Leave us a review on your podcast service. That really helps us out a lot. lot. Uh, Share this with everybody you know that we we certainly appreciate that. Uh, But we do hope that this podcast today has helped you connect faith to life.